Good morning, Aurora. I am Brenda Rogers, candidate for Kane County Recorder of Deeds. As your next Recorder of Deeds, I will protect our taxpayers' investment, bring awareness to the position, and do outreach to our residents and veterans. I am asking for your vote during early voting, mail-in ballot, or on November 3rd. Vote for Brenda Rogers, Kane County Recorder of Deeds, paid for by Citizens for Brenda Rogers. Accountability in government is not a nice-to-have, it's a must-have. That's why I'm voting for Tracy Miller for Kane County Board, District 4. As a mother and businesswoman, she understands the middle class. She's fighting to keep property taxes from going up and to keep us, the citizens, informed of what's taking place. I want a voice in county government that listens to me. That's why I'm voting Tracy Miller on November 3rd for Kane County Board, District 4. Paid for by Friends of Tracy Miller. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. It is Friday the 30th. You know what tomorrow is. Halloween. Aw, snap. You're listening to Good Morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And we are back today with a friend of the show. Desiree Battaglia. What's up? What's up? Good morning to you. All right. Um, So we will be getting into our interview after these announcements. Ooh, that flowed like, right? Yeah, it did. (laughs) (laughs) After these messages, we'll be right back. That's old school. Okay. The uh, Aurora Interfaith Food Pantry is hosting a Veterans Pantry on November 11th. The Aurora uh, Interfaith Food Pantry has seven pieces of plywood that have been primed that they'd like a patriotic-themed uh, message painting on. These will then be displayed throughout the draft distribution on that day. They will supply the paint needed for each artist to complete a 4x8 already primed plywood piece provided by the food pantry. The contact email is rdunnigan at auroraFoodPantry.org. Dunnigan is with two N's. Um, and that's Becky Dunnigan's email address. She's the Community Outreach Program Coordinator. More information, uh, if you need it, can be ascertained. That's the word of the day, ascertained. We will make sure to post this and post all that information for you guys to check out. So artists, get your stuff out and get ready to get creative. Uh, Now, Luigi's Pizza is hosting trick-or-treating on the 31st of Halloween from 4 to 6 p.m. Luigi's is located at 732 Prairie Street in Aurora. The public is invited and parking and admission is free. That right there ought to get you out. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, right, exactly. (laughs) You don't got to get it validated, get stamped and all that. Um, The public's invited. Goodie bags, treats, coupons, and discounts are also going to be handed out. Uh, Now, the 6th of November is first Friday here in Aurora, and things are going to be very different. Uh, This will be a mostly virtual uh, first Friday. There are a couple of in-person events taking place, and we'll let you guys know what those are. But uh, crowd-free, virtual, small in-person events are going to be the thing. Uh, look for shops along Broadway to display ofrendas or altars outside of their businesses. And look for Sugar Skull City artwork and more. Full details can be found at auroradowntown.org or Aurora Downtown on Facebook. The Coco Crawl will be without the crawl this year due to the pandemic. Um, instead, the 2020 mugs will be sold starting first Friday on the 6th, and uh, along with hot cocoa recipe cards. 
So, you know, it's not just a Swiss miss for 99 cents. <laughs> you know, you just put the powder, right? Get your fancy hot cocoa. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Got to ele- elevate your gang. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, now, dollar holiday photos at curated displays will also be offered at a few downtown locations on the 21st, the 28th of November, and December 5th. Professional photographers will socially distance and wear a mask. Photos are first come and first served and will be available for download. Uh, information on that can also be found at auroradowntown.org. Also on first Friday, November 6th, Cottonseed and Viso Arts are coming together to present live music raffles and refreshment from 5 to 9 p.m. There will be lots of fun and you can also see photographical, excuse me, the photographical exhibit on display featuring photographers such as Gary Bonick, Victoria Lunacek, Ivan Carmona, Amy Nelson Photography, and John Cornelison. Uh, this will be at Cottonseed Creative Exchange, which is located at 8 North Broadway in downtown Aurora. Shout out to Cottonseed and Yvonne. What up? Navy veteran, uh, you know, businesswoman. The whole shebang over there. Go to Cottonseed. Good morning, Aurora. Mugs can be found there. Coming soon. Just let y'all know that right now. Let y'all know that. It's all the, the gram. I'll have to know. get one of those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the current temperature is 30 degrees. The high temperature today will be 43 degrees, and that high will be reached at about 2 o'clock p.m. So bundle up, get the nice fall fashion going on, Coles with the coupons, shout out. Now, uh, Serendipity Resale is opening on the 16th of next month with hours of 10 to 5. Serendipity Resale Shop was in downtown Naperville for 50 years and That's moved right. to Aurora on 59 and uh, 75th Street. That strip mall mm-hmm. back over there where Applebee's used to be. Okay. Throw back to Applebee's. Yeah. What? <laughs> Two for 20. That's where you first found it at. Uh, the next round of the change initiative sessions will be the last round and that's actually going to be Thursday, November 5th at Society 57 located at 100 South River Street. Uh, Society 57 is across the street from the Aurora Public Library so that's Benton and River. Uh, each 90-minute listening session will begin at 6 o'clock p.m. Mayor Irvin, Police Chief Kristen Zeman, and or Deputy Chief Chris, uh, excuse me, Keith Cross and other city officials uh, will be in attendance. For more information and to register, you can go to www.auroratechil.org slash change. And each session uh, since the 15th of October have been conducted with full Spanish translations as well. So to make sure to get the, um, you know, the participation of everybody. That's what it's all about. And I would be remiss if I did not mention our friends and what they've got coming up, which is the virtual craft beer tasting. And that's tonight um, from 7 to 8 p.m. And there's also an exclusive interview with Foreign Exchange Brewing, virtual live music with Matthew Kopecki. Pre-order a taster four-pack on the Facebook event page. Nice. That's nice. from McCarty Mills, right? Yes. Yep. yep. Okay. I nope. saw that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we know McCarty Mills well. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, the, uh, the, the breakfast pizza. Breakfast pizza. <laughs> the beer mosas. Oh, yeah. Yes. Good, good stuff. Uh, and also, lastly, it is, um, it is still... Breast Cancer Awareness and Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and two good organizations to 
um, donate to or help out with our mutual ground and also um, I've been talking about these ladies all week we just did the interview with them healing just, to healthy okay healing to healthy <laughs> Susan May Romano and Amy Downing so yeah good good stuff and good initiatives all right and with that we get into our interview with our sister <laughs> good to see you good to see you again good to see you too yeah, good to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to have you back, and we're going to uh, talk about a lot of good stuff today. And for the listeners who are now getting the chance to see you, I know because the last time you were on the show, we were just hearing you. Right, the last <laughs> two. This is my first on-camera debut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good morning, Aurora. <laughs> um, so let everybody know who you are and where you're from. Yeah, my name is Desiree Vitaglia. I live in Naperville, but I am. Over in Aurora a lot. Got married out here at the yep. Two Brothers Roundhouse a little over a year ago. Thank goodness we had our wedding in 2019. <laughs> That's all I can say. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I currently I work as a media relations specialist for Northwestern Medicine. So covering the ground for the western suburbs, including Central DuPage Hospital, Delnor Hospital, Kishwaukee Hospital, all the way out in um, Sycamore. Wow. Valley West out in Sandwich, and then Mary and Joy Rehabilitation out in Wheaton. Okay. So yeah. all of those uh, hospitals? Yeah, they're all under my umbrella, along with my, my boss. So oh, very cool. We divvy it up. Yeah. It's very good. cool. Um, now, you're born and raised in Naperville? Um, Woodridge slash Bolingbrook area. Okay. Yeah. All went right. To, went to Downers Grove South High School. So I've never strayed too far away. You know, I went to NIU for college out in DeKalb. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out to the Huskies. Yep. So. Jermaine went there too. Yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Shout out to Jermaine Piggy. Yep. And all that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All yeah. right. Um, growing up, what impact did your dad have on your life? Oh, yeah. You know, I'm very close with my dad. I do. Um, yeah. My dad is Good a man. huge, absolutely great man yeah um, he's had a huge impact on my life and I'm so thankful for the close relationship that we have I, I think it's I'm very blessed I know that not everyone gets to have that type of relationship with their dad but mm -hmm. I mean he's someone that I can always go to no matter whenever I need help he dresses um, nice he dresses sharp he's got a <laughs> crazy sense of humor he's goofy I mean that's something I love he's never been like super serious he knows how to still have fun and just say ridiculous right. things and and be goofy, um, and then he's he's just such a hard worker, and I know that I got a lot of my work ethic and my drive from him. You know, he's always pushed me to. Um, no matter what life throws at you, you have to keep pushing forward. You have to keep going, and if you get knocked down, you have to get back up. So, I get a lot of that perseverance and that hard work ethic from him. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You know, um, that's right. <laughs> when when I uh, when we I met your dad, was that Bolingbroke at your family's? Yeah. Okay, that yeah, was when they were still that's up right. there. They moved to Plainfield now, but oh, they did. Yeah, downsized. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Um. So, what does a media relations specialist actually? do yeah <laughs> and you know I'll, I'll talk about my current role and a little bit of my past role too just because so I'm coming up on the one-year anniversary of my current position which is I exciting <laughs> yeah it's always good to get you know to the, to the first year mark you're like all right I 
figured things out, um, I got this. But um, my previous position, I was the public relations manager for Wilton, the cake decorating company, and I was there for six years. So that's a lot of time. Um, and there are certainly a lot of things that have translated to my position now. Um, but obviously it's very interesting to see how did you go from a consumer packaged goods industry, mm -hmm. focus on cake decorating, and then make a transition to a massive health system and go into healthcare. Yeah, it happened. I didn't even know what happened. Like, yeah. How's <laughs> Wilton? Oh, Curtis Wilton. That's old. I know. I, I left. I left. Um, but I, I think it speaks a lot to the fact that, you know, you need to um, always play up your skills and your strengths and see how those can apply to other industries. Um, going back to your question about what do I actually do? So media relations, um, you can think of me as the middleman between the doctors, sometimes also the patients at Northwestern Medicine, and then the media. So it's my job to get their name out in the news, and that is local in a lot of instances, which is very important, just like you know what you're doing here with Good mm. Morning Aurora. You want to keep the local community informed right. and let them know what's in their own backyard. Um, and that can be also Chicago media, so I've worked with the Chicago TV stations, and then also national as well. So um, collectively as a team, I work on a team of eight. There's the two of us, you know, dedicated to the Western region, but um, collectively our team gets all sorts of coverage on everything from, you know, Washington Post to CNN to the Today Show, NBC National, um, and then I work with a lot of health-focused websites and websites like parents.com because I work um, primarily with our pediatricians and then also our gynecologists focused on women's health. So mm -hmm. women and children's are my, my areas of focus. Okay. So yeah, I'm just like, you know, getting our, our doctors and our experts, our, our nurses out in front of the media, letting people know what they do, um, what information they have to share, and then also highlighting patient stories, which I've really gotten to work on a lot more over the last few months, and I right. really enjoy that too, yeah. Now there was, um, if I'm not mistaken from our earlier, earlier conversation, there is um, still the, uh, the confidentiality aspect, so not all things are shown. We'll talk about that a little bit. Oh, sure. Like patient privacy right. you're talking about right, right. yeah we're always you know respecting hipaa right. that's important <laughs> <laughs> not forgetting about that yeah so i mean typically um so one thing that comes to mind is there's a patient i worked with a couple months ago and his story was so inspiring to me and i really um, enjoyed the connection i made with him and he it's actually coming up on the one year anniversary for him of uh, a fall that happened to him at home and that fall caused a um spinal cord injury, a severe one in his neck that required surgery and months of, you know, physical rehab um, through that. So uh, basically our staff at Mary and Joy, since, you know, I work for Northwestern and they all, they reached out and they said, like, I think this patient would make for a really good story. It's something that people would be interested in. So then at that point, since I'm a representative of NM, I contact them ask if they're open to speaking to me, and if yes, then there's a consent form that they sign that spells gotcha. everything out. So, yeah, all, all right. good there. You know, we got the T's crossed, the I's dotted, I all know that. You yeah. I know you are. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, what's it like, you said, uh, getting the doctors and nurses in front of the camera. What's, is, that a, is it a struggle? Has it been a struggle? Are they reluctant to talk? Uh, it depends. There's some that are more excited about media than others. So, and it's all different types of media. So some will be on camera. Some are more comfortable with, 
you know, me just talking to them on the phone and recording their responses, right. or maybe they're writing it out themselves via email and I send it off to the source and all of that's fine. Um, yeah, we do need to get, we could expand a little bit, you know, with who we have on camera, but there's some that have been, um, this year it was their first time doing it. And that was really fun for me since I do have experience being on camera. You know, it was fun for me to um, get to coach them and give them that boost of confidence and kind of do a run through with them. So, I mean, just off the top of my head, I'm thinking, I, I know there's at least four people I can think of right now where it was their first time doing a live on camera interview for a TV mm -hmm. station. And it was just really exciting to coach them through that process and see them do it. Has anyone, um, and you have to say their names, has anyone bombed before? <laughs> no, completely... not, I mean, <laughs> you know, I haven't been there too long. No, it's been, <laughs> they've been good. <laughs> um, what is, uh, so in the healthcare industry now, especially, yeah. uh, we've, we, we know that there's been a shift that's happened from uh, what your job used to be before COVID and now in the in the era of the pandemic. Right. Uh, talk about what work was before and what it is now. Yeah. And again, this has been a really interesting time for me to get into the industry because I was only working there for about four months before COVID hit. And then, um, you know, I was just starting to get my feet wet, starting to get acquainted with some of the different contacts yeah. of the various hospitals. And then before you know it, like we're all working from home and I'm only connected to my team and my boss remotely. Um, but I, you know, I think it said a lot that I was able to adjust to that and still thrive during that time. Um, so we'll say, first of all, pretend like COVID, you know, it doesn't exist, never happened. Um, my job was and still is, it's just taken a step back for now, is to focus on, like I said, those pediatrics service lines, um, women and children's. I also do work with our dermatologists and then also general surgery. So the goal there was to, you know, find out about any trending stories, any awareness months, you know, that we would need to tie into, like for dermatology, um, like melanoma awareness and things like that. Um, and then finding those good patient stories. So it was like pushing the name and the stories out that way. But then of course, obviously, now we do have COVID. So a lot of that was um, reactionary to what, you know, we're, what we, especially back in March and April, what our doctors were learning um, about the virus. There was also a big focus on just the healthcare workers in general. Um, I had our, actually, she's the leader of, um, the registered dietitians at Central DuPage Hospital. But um, when things first hit, there was an interesting story about how she worked with the cafeteria workers to get um, like groceries, since the cafeteria wasn't open, to get hmm. things kind of packaged and ready to go, taking big pizzas. They were prepping those things for the healthcare workers so that after their shift, you know, they're already at the hospital, they could just grab and go. They don't have to stop at the grocery store. So right. it was a lot of finding unique angles about how um, COVID is impacting those different areas. And I did a lot with, um, so we have these this team of wonderful people called Child Life Specialists. I never knew what they did before working there, but they really help. Um, they work with a, a lot of kids that have you know, cancer and other really difficult illnesses, terminal illnesses, and they help them understand what's going on. Um, they help them get through their treatments. And so they even did a shift too and did a, several pieces about, you know, how do I explain to my child what's happening right now? What is the coronavirus? How do I, 
you know, explain to them this pandemic. So um, yeah, it was just finding a lot of unique angles like that. So it wasn't just the same old, here's the symptoms, here's what you should do, da 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 da. I was talking about all those other aspects of how it's impacting people's lives. And, you know, mental health is a huge part of that too. And I got a lot of our um, behavioral health specialists out there in the media talking yeah. about, you know, how do you deal with um, the isolation? How do you deal with the lack of social contact? What do, you, what do you do during this time? So that's something we still continue to work on. In recent months, there's been a really nice, I feel like, mix of both, where I've had some non-COVID stories and mm -hmm. I've had some COVID stories too. So it's definitely kept me busy and kept things interesting. Nice. It's good, yeah. Um, how has COVID impacted you personally? Yeah, that's a good question because I, and I know we were talking about this a little bit before, um, I know that for many this time has been really, really difficult and I will say I've been blessed that um, I haven't had it as, as difficult as some have and I feel like I've experienced a lot of personal growth during this time and I feel like even if this year has been, and especially COVID, you know, has been really difficult on you mm -hmm. everybody still needs to look for the blessings that are still there and also look um, at ways this time can help you either learn something about yourself or change and grow in another way so I would say for me um, this, there's been a few different things um, first off pre-covid you know you know Curtis I'm it's like I'm always busy every weekend mm -hmm. there's always things on the calendar always people to see places to go and obviously that's forced me to take a step back and it's been a really like nice breath of fresh air honestly yeah. um, and so that's something I want to make sure I continue to focus on once we return to normalcy um, to not overload myself and constantly say yes to so many things that are just packing that calendar so much and kind of wearing you down after a while if you if you don't take any time to reset and just have some time to yourself um, you know, that can get really exhausting. I'd also say this time helped me recenter with cooking. Um, it was something that I would say last year for sure, my husband and I got really lazy about. We were dining out a lot more and just like getting back into the kitchen, finding some recipes that we really like and just eating healthier has been a really big priority this year. Right. And um, exercise too. I've had a really interesting shift with that. I've always been an active person, as you know, and I've been running for the last 10 years. Um, you know, I've been doing half marathons pretty regularly each year, and um, I had a, a hip injury to deal with from mm -hmm. that, and I'm almost done with physical therapy for it, but that injury has also made me have to change my thought about exercise and realize not every workout has to be, you know, like all out, um, you know, dripping with sweat, completely out of breath, exhaustive exercise. There's things right. I've rediscovered this year, like just walking and biking and um, some different at-home workouts. And I've, I've really come to enjoy those and see that there is, you should always honor what it is your body needs. So if that's just taking a walk, that's still like amazing for your mental health, for your physical health. It's still getting the heart rate up. It's getting your body moving instead of sitting all day. So um, that's some, that's, yeah some ways that it's affected me personally. I feel like I've just had a really, um, it's been a really good time to, to reconnect with myself and recognize what my needs are and grow and become healthier. Um, when last we talked as well, 
you had presented me with an article that talked about, um, uh, I think it was called COVID fatigue. Yes. And the yeah. idea was that people had become so used to um, being in the pandemic and being at home and what have you, wearing pajamas all day, to where now they were fatigued by it. There was a, they were starting to stop their um, safe practices. Right, letting their guard down, so yeah. Now we find ourselves in the, uh, for Kane and DuPage counties, I believe, we mm -hmm. find ourselves uh, in mitigation yeah. now because cases have uh, risen. Did we fail as people to take it seriously? No, I don't think so. And and I'm not, you know, speaking as a medical expert, but I'm speaking right. off of what I know based on the the interviews I've I've had the opportunity to do with uh, our physicians and what I've read. But it's just, you know, the weather's turned colder now, so we're forced to be indoors more. And this is what they've been predicting. They've said they think fall and winter we'll see another surge in cases, and that's what we're seeing right now. Um, and they have talked a lot too about COVID fatigue and I think we see it, you know, mm. people maybe back in March and April, you were just staying at home with your family and you weren't venturing out. Um, but now maybe you're more keen to get together with friends and right. to do things that you weren't doing before. I think we also see it even with, um, and this is not me casting judgment anyway on their decisions, but you know, back in March and April, um, when restaurants were told they couldn't be open, it was like, okay, this is what was said, so we can't be open. But now we're seeing there's several restaurants that are deciding to stay open despite what's been issued. So I think that's just another example of how it's like, you know what, we people are, are tired of it. Um, and we saw it even with, there was that press conference last Friday, I believe it was, where Dr. Ezeke broke down. I'm not sure if you saw that, but I did. It was, was the state of Illinois press conference yes. per yeah. And you you know, you could see I then did. this is even taking I don't think people realize the toll it takes on someone in her position too. That moment just it was so sad for me to yeah. see that and I really felt for her. Because yeah. you know like and especially at that moment, uh that was real for her. Yeah. You know, that was serious. Yeah. And I think it um, struck a chord with a lot of people to be able to see that. Yeah. Yeah. What's the key to media relations, or is there one? Yes, relationships. And I like that you asked that question because it doesn't just apply to my job. I feel very strongly that it applies to everybody, um, no matter what industry you're in. So that's something I, I talked about, I referenced this a little bit earlier, about how do you transition from one industry to the next, so I can get into that now. And I, I feel like those relationships, the, the relationship building skills are really what's important. And you know, I explained um, when I interviewed for this job about how I had a track record of success with media for my previous company, and that was based on developing those relationships with the writers and editors and TV reporters over the years and it's like you know that still translates even though this is a different industry and I'm talking about a different topic you still need that foundation so that's what really has have, I've proven myself in the past year with the job there and focusing on that and um, it's something that I, I find to be really important um, with media relations specifically you know you want to be respectful of the media and of their time um, I spoke last fall at NIU to their um, student PR group and 
I just explained that, you know, if, if they ask for something, um, especially with how media, they're juggling so many things these days, and newsrooms, especially locally, are smaller than ever. And so you need to get them things in a timely manner. Um, you need to be able to explain to them why this is something they should care about. You can't just expect that if you email, hey, here's like something you should cover, that they're going to do it. You have to make it worth their time and, and understand that it's relevant. Um, but yeah, I mean, relationship building when it comes to your career is just so important. I would say it's one of the most important things. And that's played out time and time again for me in my career. Every position that I've had is because of networking, because I, I knew somebody that is able to, you know, it, there's so many with the online job applications today, and I used to work in staffing too way back when at this point, but Throat. like, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're in, you know, those recruiters, they're inundated with resumes. So to be able to have somebody at the organization say, hey, I know this person, they applied, I think they're worth taking a look at, it just gets you ahead of all that clutter and all that digital, you know, the digital mess. Um, and yeah. helps you get ahead. Digital so, mess. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Digital mess. That was the greatest way to put that. I mean, I just remember, you know, when I was in recruiting, I, I would literally have an inbox of thousands of resumes. And especially because I was recruiting for different industries, you know, as a, a person, when you're also doing other tasks that day for your job, you can't possibly look at all of them. So. I mean, not. it would be things like, okay, what date are we going to focus on today? Let's look at resumes that came through on like January 3rd. And you would just like weed through that. And so it's, it's really hard. I feel for, you know, people that are searching for jobs because a lot of times it's like throwing a dart at a dartboard and just what can you do to help um, stand out a little more and get noticed? I think that's important. Yeah. Um... Yeah, shout out to Desiree. You got me my first professional job. Yeah. <laughs> I know. When I flashback. When yeah. we first met, you were working on your resume yep. on a lot. Yeah. I was. Yep. And I was sitting I, in I a looked, bar yep, working on my resume. In a bar working on your resume. <laughs> and I looked at it and I'm like, no, you gotta email me this thing. I gotta <laughs> right. clean it up. It's too you got too much going on here. <laughs> And you know what? Um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I've only made the 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 structure. Yeah. The structure that you gave me. Yeah. I've kept, and it has been. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. The structure. Right. What it should, it's, it needs to be aesthetically pleasing. Yes. It's I need so to true. when I click on this bad boy, you got five seconds. It's so true. That's because it. that's how it was when with recruiting you'd open it up and if it just if you can't if you don't want to look at it it's very hard to see the messaging that's there right so yeah you got your mom's maiden name uh. at the way bottom at your references no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um i think that for a lot of people who are going to be i want your opinion on this i think that for a lot of people uh who may have lost a job pre-COVID and now have gotten their legs back under them and they're doing good, mm -hmm. I think that um, there will be a uh, kind of a, a, a renaissance of what resumes will look like or employers will be looking for yeah. in a post, you know, hopefully you get to the post part, 
a post-pandemic world. Do you agree with that? What do you think? What do you think the future of hiring and, and all that's going to be? I mean, yeah, that's that's something that's really interesting. Um, you know, not being in that part of the industry anymore, mm-hmm. it's a little hard to speak to, but just based off of what I've seen, um, I think that it, I can relate it to the recession back in 2008 and 2009. And the reason I say that is because when I did get into the staffing world, which was 2011, I believe, I was starting to interview a lot of people who were coming out of that and they were maybe unemployed for a year and in some instance, two years. And so, um, and I did, you know, help get those people back to work, which was really rewarding. But I think a lot of it is, again, the way that you position yourself. You really have to highlight, even if it's with a summary at the top, um, you really have to be able to highlight what key skills you have and how that's going to be applicable to the job that you are inquiring about. Um, The other thing is, I think from an employer perspective, and again, this is just off of what I've read, but, you know, most companies at this point now, they've become comfortable with the idea of their staff working from home. And for some, maybe that's something they never wanted to do. Maybe they didn't even have a work from home option previously, but now hopefully, you know, they've seen that can work. So I do think that employers are going to have to be more competitive with what they're offering and more flexible. And that's another thing that I hope comes out, that we come out of this, you know, as a positive is having more flexibility with work um, and being able to better juggle, you know, our personal and our professional lives. Yeah. Yeah, because y'all can't, y'all can't be asking for an associate's degree, but you only paying $16.50 $16.50 and it requires travel to and fro to Chicago downtown every day on the L. No, that's not cool. Yeah, I hope there's just yeah more flexibility. Like maybe you have to go in the office three times a week and it's just things that can help people with. I, I'm sure that anybody that's commuting from, that was commuting from the suburbs to Chicago or vice versa has been loving this time to have. Oh, I do. Yeah, <laughs> to have that time back in their day. I mean, my commute's only like 20 minutes max it's usually 15 minutes and i've just even noticed a difference on the days i get to work from home and the fact that once you're done you know you can get in the kitchen and start dinner earlier or something like that or you have time to work out Um, what's your in schedule what's your in office and work from home schedule like what's the ratio of days to oh so i'm in the office two to three days a week depending on the week yeah so um, I think that's a nice mix, and I hope that's something that will, you know, always stay. Again, just having that flexibility and the, a way to break up your week and just have a change of, of setting, I think, is really nice. The time is now 9.08 a.m., and you're listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast, and we are sitting down with our dear friend, Desiree Battaglia, um, media relations specialist for Northwestern Medicine. Good morning, Aurora. I am Brenda Rogers, candidate for Kane County Recorder of Deeds. As your next Recorder of Deeds, I will protect our taxpayers' investment, bring awareness to the position, and do outreach to our residents and veterans. I am asking for your vote during early voting, mail-in ballot, or on November 3rd. Vote for Brenda Rogers, Kane County Recorder of Deeds, paid for by Citizens for Brenda Rogers. Accountability in government is not a nice-to-have, it's a must-have. That's why I'm voting for Tracy Miller for Kane County Board, District 4. 
As a mother and businesswoman, she understands the middle class. She's fighting to keep property taxes from going up and to keep us, the citizens, informed of what's taking place. I want a voice in county government that listens to me. That's why I'm voting Tracy Miller on November 3rd for King County Board District 4. Paid for by friends of Tracy Miller. That's right. <laughs> Bam. Just <laughs> um, now, uh, Crown Royal Cupcake. <laughs> Yeah. Talk about that. Um, so last week, I made a cake for someone. It was a Halloween-themed cake for someone's birthday. And um, and, and they did pay me for it. You know, I, I reached out, gave them a quote. But I've been toying with the idea of offering, you know, like, hey, yeah, if you want to place an order with me for cakes or cupcakes, I'm happy to take it. Um, I've been toying with that idea for a couple years, but I've been nervous to put myself out there. Well, after I made the cake last weekend, I rounded up all the photos of things I've done and I, I posted it to my own Facebook and just wanted to share with family and friends, you know, if you want something, place an order. But I said in the post, like, I can make boozy cupcakes too and I've made this recipe before, Crown Royal Cupcakes, um, made them for a friend. And so, anyway, someone saw the post, they ordered a dozen and that's what I will be baking on Saturday morning. But um, it's really fun. I like finding interesting recipes like that. Um, the one thing I like about this cake recipe in particular is that it uses brown sugar instead of white sugar as most cake recipes do. So mm. it just gives it a really different and unique flavor and texture. Um, but yeah, these boozy cupcakes, I have like this little, it's called a pipette. It's just this little plastic thing. It looks like um, an eyedropper almost, but they're for this purpose. Mm. Um, and so you just, then you, I like add a little bit of, you could do champagne cupcakes, you could do margarita cupcakes, whatever. So you squeeze it in there and then put it in the cupcake and then before you eat it, you infuse it with the little shot and then eat your cupcake. Really? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I so like that. <laughs> they're, they're really good, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, now, your one year anniversary, uh, your one year wedding anniversary just, just passed. Just passed. Yeah. Uh, and you got married to two brothers. I did. Talk about that. Yeah, so September 13th was our anniversary, and um, Two Brothers was amazing. I I wanted a place where we could have both the ceremony and the reception at the same spot. I wasn't interested in trying to coordinate travel from one place to the other and guests having to go multiple places. It was just something that, for me, planning it just seemed too overwhelming. And I also love the fact that, you know, the hotel, the Holiday Inn Express, is right there across the parking lot, so it's like this is perfect, this is where the bridal party and I will get ready, and at the end of the night, all we have to do is walk across the parking lot. I don't have to pay for limo transportation or anything like that. Right. Um, so yeah, when, we checked out a few different venues, and you know, my husband Justin and I, we, we love craft beer, and we'd been to Two Brothers before, so we decided to check it out, and it was like once I saw that space, um, we had the smaller space upstairs, and they have like all these open wood beams that are wrapped in string lights, and once they turn those lights on, I just was like, yeah, this yeah. is it, you know? So it's a good place. It is, yeah. Everything there was amazing. The staff was so wonderful. Um, it was a good time. Nice. Yeah. Um, so when you, uh, what's down, so you live in close to downtown Naperville? Yes. Right, still. Yeah. I don't want to tell people where they live. <laughs> they actually know you. <laughs> and your address is one three eight seven five. Yeah. Um, 
downtown Naperville has gone through a lot of change and changes. Yeah. Um, from the time that we used to hang out down there right. um, to the to present day, what what's changed the most in the COVID era of downtown um, of Naperville? Ooh, that's a good question. I think what I think what every business has seen with you know having to get creative in what they're offering. So like carry out. Um, there's one place I can think of. You know they've had a offer up like carry out cocktails and things like mm. that just to try to stay afloat um i know that there are a few businesses that unfortunately in the area have had to shut down um mainly due to covid but i've just seen a lot of like creativity and just people trying to survive the best they can and i just really feel for the small business owners in downtown Naperville and in any area right now. Of course. I, I know, yeah. yeah, I know times are not easy and I see them trying to get creative and do some different things to, to make it through. And um, I know we've tried to support, you know, our favorites as much as we can. I mean, we had to scale it back some because at the start of all this, it was like, yeah, let's get takeout every day. We got to support this place. And, yeah, like, oh. you know, after a while, <laughs> got to watch out or like, your clothes aren't going to fit anymore. But I mean, right. <laughs> everyone can do what they can if that's buying a gift card to support a place that you want to use later or something, you know, do what you're able to, to help see these businesses through. But there's been over the years, I mean, even pre COVID, we were talking about how they've developed that one section quite a bit. They've brought in some different restaurants, coffee shop. There's what is water street down there, right? Yeah. The yeah. water street area in downtown Naperville. So yeah, I mean, it's seen some interesting changes. I think there's a big variety of food to choose from now more so than there were in years have you uh supported cooper's hawk at all since the <laughs> pandemic i was there yesterday picking up my one <laughs> of the month <laughs> uh, yeah What'd actually you get? um so i picked up their november wine of the month which is called grateful obviously okay. ties into thanksgiving mm. and it's it's a white blend they let me have a sample of it it was like a Gewurztraminer and riesling blend so it's sweeter okay um they always they said they always do sweeter wines in november because sweeter whites because it pairs well with turkey um, ah yeah so yeah, yeah we'll be saving that bottle for thanksgiving because my brother and i we always spend that day drinking wine at my parents house so yeah, that's what we'll be doing it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i was at cooper's hog a couple weeks ago before you know things were rolled back again um, unfortunately, I met up with a friend. We got to do a wine tasting there, and yeah, very cool. Yeah. Um, now coming up, I mean, this year is almost done. Yeah. It's almost in the books. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Professionally, um, with the job and everything, what's on the calendar for next year? What's the initiatives that uh, that our media relations specialist at Northwestern Medicine is going to be tackling? Big yeah. projects and things. I mean. So we say a lot, you know, with our team that what we decide to talk about, what stories we decide to focus on depends a lot on the media. So, you know, we can definitely assume that at least through the spring, COVID is going to continue to be a hot topic. So um, I'll still be finding different ways to spin Perfect. that. Um, yeah. You look good on camera. I'm just saying. Oh, thanks. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, um, so we'll continue to like present things that way. I know I mentioned to you, I'm, I just worked on a story that plays this week on parents.com about um, a virtual breastfeeding support group and right. how the Del Nor Hospital um, 
took that online to still be able to offer that support to moms. So things like that where, you know, we're having to find ways to still help people get the help and support that they need and the care that they need, but maybe in a different way so that they're not having to come in person. Um, besides that, you know, I will still be focusing on um, things like strong patient stories, um, people that have overcome something or gone through a surgery, or um, I did a story last month about a 15-year-old uh, that is wrapping up her treatment for leukemia. Mm -hmm. So those types of things are always important. I think anything that can help someone going through something similar or maybe just feel inspired by somebody, um, you know, we're always looking for things like that. Where can we find your work? So um, nm.org okay. is the, our website, and then if you click on Newsroom on the, in the upper right corner, um, you'll be able to see our press releases, you'll be able to see our blog posts, which I've contributed a lot to, so there's some great stories there. There's also a lot of good Q&As from experts, actually. There's one right now that I'll tout our manager of behavioral health. She did a Q&A that I posted up there about, um, you know, how to keep yourself healthy in the winter months and also, you know, how to cope with the holidays and how that's going to be difficult, obviously, this year for a lot of people who maybe can't travel to see their families or can't do the large in-person gatherings that they are used to doing. So she talks about those things in that blog post, and I think it's something that's really helpful to read through. Um, now... So you don't have your own social media, like for? Not for work, no. Okay, yeah. all right, no. cool. Yeah, everything would be, yeah, everything would be tied to Northwestern Medicine. All right. So I didn't know if it was anything like Connie Chung, like at <laughs> You know, I, I didn't right, know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to get from you um, is I want to get your opinion on where the country is at at the moment. What is, Ooh, yeah. That's a hard question. It <laughs> is, it is. Um, but you know, the amount of things that you and I have talked about over the years, mm -hmm. I think that our own lives have been, you know, they've been what they've been, rides. But as far as yeah. the country, I don't think the country has ever been, before we started talking, we talked about how like, we're both kind of doing okay in COVID time. Right, yeah. You know, we know it's a pandemic going on, people having a hard time, but well, we are all right. right. Um, but the country is not. What's your idea of where we are, where America is? What's your feeling? I think, and I, again, relate it a lot to 2008 and nine, which, I, you know, I graduated from college in 2008, and that was just a really tough time for a lot of people in a different aspect with the recession. But... You know, that saw a lot of people losing their homes um, and losing their work and, and going through a really difficult time. So it's still a big struggle right now for many, but in a different way. What I think should be said is, you know, people's ability to be resilient, um, looking at how many people have made it through really challenging times. Um, and I think everybody needs to hold themselves accountable and try to learn something through this time. So whether that be reading up more on you know, social injustice or um, educating themselves with things that are going on in their community that mm -hmm. they maybe haven't looked at before. Um, I think anything that we can do to educate ourselves more during this time and then also just tap into 
um, our own strength and our own ability to persevere and to keep going is what's really key. And I think that's what's going to see people moving forward. And then also just being kind is another thing. I think everybody having to wear masks out in public, I think it's really numbed us even more to just, you know, what a smile used to mean because you can't see people's faces anymore. You go to the store and everybody's wearing a mask and you just don't see the emotion from people. And it, I, I kind of feel like, you know, we already were so much into our phones and to technology and kind of losing that social connectedness with one another. And now we've literally masked that and you can't see it. So I, that's another aspect of the human connection that's been taken away. And I feel like because of all of that, and because of the less human interaction that we've had, I just feel like, and with everything that's going on in the world, in the country and in the world, um, I just feel like people are not nice. <laughs> I see it all the time. All right. You know, I, I have a friend that posted something how she went to vote, and she like witnessed a fight breaking out between two people about wearing a mask. And um, I mean, it just yeah, I, we need to. I mean, that's the biggest thing right now. I think. If people could start being more kind to one another, yeah, that would go a long way in a lot of aspects right now. <laughs> yeah, I think there is definitely a um, a breakdown in like the social fabric. Yeah. Um, you That's know, a, a sig- yeah, a significant breakdown and everything like that. Uh, I think the I think I do believe like you that the countries that uh at a at a bad place and there's a lack of caring and just that coming back would go a long way to uh you know riding the ship yeah so to speak i mean there's been thing. a lot of emotional turbulence this year in many many aspects so it's been rough yeah i hope but, the uh i hope the pandemic um you know, I hope things get better with the pandemic. Uh, we've got an election literally next week, and the year is not even done yet. So, right. <laughs> you know, who knows what what el- what other surprises are in store for us? Well, that's the thing, right? It's like every time we hit the first of a new month, it's okay. What's this one going to bring? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, now, before we go, and before the uh, the final message. I did want to ask, um, do you, so you, you spent more time in Aurora now or recently in the last year or so than ever before, right? Like you're yeah, a little say, bit more frequent in Aurora. I'd say so, yeah. Yeah. Um, what are some of the things that you've noticed in Aurora and what's your feeling about the, uh, the movement of the city and how it's going? Yeah, I've noticed the downtown area, you know, being built up over the last two to three years. Yeah. Would you say it's about accurate? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think there's been a really nice and interesting mix of like restaurants and places like McCarty Mills, I think is really cool. It's something mm-hmm. that was needed in this area just to have something different. Um, I know also some different shops that have come and set up, set up in the area. So I would love to continue to see it develop down here. I One thing I really like about, as I was driving through this morning even, one thing I really like about downtown Aurora is you know the river coming through and the bridges and a lot of the the older look of these buildings I think is something to really preserve and to be able to see like this area built up and flourish is something that I would love yeah love to see yeah oh hell yeah yeah Yeah. uh 
I like the I like the fact you know because hanging out with you in Naperville and all that you know it's cool. But yeah. I live in Aurora, so I do like the ability to like hang out with you here in my city. You know oh, yeah. what I'm saying? And we hang out and all that. McCarty Mills was so fly. Oh yeah. Right <laughs> before it got shut down. Damn, Devin, what up? Um, <laughs> that's the young guy that was there that day. Nice. Um, so the show ends on a positive note. Did we did we forget anything before we get to? No, I think we've covered a good variety. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We went a lot of places. Per- so. Yeah, personally yeah. and professionally, what yeah. I have going on. So I'm glad you came back on the show for this. Yeah. yeah See, this me is an too. honor to have you on. With like the like the. Oh, mm, so the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so glad to be on. <laughs> um, the show ends on a positive note. What's your message for the people today? Not just the people of Aurora, the people right. of Naperville. Yeah. So something that's been on my mind a lot lately, and it's, you know, especially as we head into November, Thanksgiving month, is what can you reflect on? You know, what is it that you're grateful for? Because I think even for people who have had a really difficult year, and and I know many who have seen horrible losses this year. Mm -hmm. I know know moms who have lost children. I know people who have lost their their spouse um, or their parent. And I know all of that is very, very hard. Um, But I would say reflect and and see what blessings do you have in your life that you can be thankful for. And I think one of the things, um, you know, COVID has taught me is the little things in life that we take for granted. And one of those main things just being your health. Like if you are healthy, you already have so much more than so many others. So looking at things like that you know do you have a home do you have you know is your heat on do you um, have access to to food and water like that's very simple things that I think a lot of people take for granted and don't realize a lot of people don't have Um, reflect on those things and be thankful like yes times are hard right now and yes there's a lot of challenges but if you still have those fundamentals you're doing a lot better than many Um, and then you know don't just hold that all to yourself though how can you how can you spread the love how can you help others who don't have it right. one thing i'm doing tomorrow is i'm going to the grocery store um to pick up a couple bags of groceries because someone in my community that works for a local food pantry they um put like door hangers all around the community and it, it listed like things they need for a food pantry and they it's a bright orange tag and it says you know if you want to participate attach this to a grocery bag, put it out on the curb on Sunday from 11 to 3, and we're going to be driving around and picking it up for the food pantry. So, like, just small things like that. So I'm going to go, you know, specifically make a grocery trip to help support the food pantry and do that. Um, Yeah, as we shift into this holiday season, again, knowing that the holidays are going to look different than they used to, um, still we, we really need to look at the things that we have, be grateful for them, and then see how we can help others who maybe don't have those things. So that's my positive message. That's a good message. That's yeah. a really good message, yeah. Thanks. Try to, uh, try to keep that message going with the uh, healing to healthy and uh, the mutual ground. Yeah. Those organizations that do the same kind of thing. Yeah, try to, you know, it's not all about ourselves. Right. You know, do something else for another person. Do something nice for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this was a great episode, an interview with our friend Desiree Pataglia. 
um, for all of you listeners out there. I hope that you guys have a good weekend, a safe, strong, awesome weekend, as awesome as possible. Uh, learn how to cook at home. You know, don't worry about the bar, you know, uh, and hanging out, going to get food, right? Be- right. Become yeah. a wine club member. Yeah. Bring your bottle <laughs> home. <laughs> try a new skill. You yeah. Know, try to make some cakes, cupcakes. And if you can't, hit me up and I can take orders and do yeah. for you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, on behalf of Good Morning Aurora, we want to say thank you to Desiree for coming on. Um, it is Domestic Violence and Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Please donate and volunteer time or resources if you can to Healing to Healthy or Mutual Ground. Um, keep up and go to the blog page and the news page on nm.org. You got it. Yep. Nm.org. And um, check out what's going on in the world of the social media specialist. Media relations. Media relations. Yeah. yeah. See, that's why I just do this off camera. Um, Other than that, we hope that you guys have a blessed, safe, motivated weekend, and we will see you back here Monday on the Second Largest City's First Daily News Podcast. Peace. You got to give them the peace. Oh, all right. Is she going to give us the peace? Fuck this. I ain't watching no more. That was good, awesome. D. Thank you. Oh. Sorry, my hands are ice cold. <laughs> and they are.